0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of AUSU Open Mic. Uh, This is a special episode. We're going to be talking about the uh, the federal election coming up and uh, we've got some really cool initiatives happening. Uh, I'm also going to note that this is a record setting podcast. I know everybody's sitting on the edge of your seat. You might have paid for the whole thing, but you only need the edge. It's because we have five people on our podcast today and uh, a big thanks to Duncan Watassic for uh, being our technical guru to actually figure this out. We're going to do a quick introduction and uh, and and learn who's on the podcast here today and then we're going to get into some really cool topics about the federal election like I mentioned. We're going to start uh, myself, Jody Campbell. I'm the executive director here at AUSU and uh, we got a special guest, uh, Emma Drake. Emma, say hi
1: hi everyone nice to meet you all
0: and uh, we're going to learn a little learn a little bit more about uh, Emma as we um, as we cruise along here today uh, we've also got Natasha Donahue our VP External hi everyone Brandon Simmons say hi Brando hey and of course uh, the guy spinning the ones and twos is uh, Duncan Witasik hello everyone Um. Emma, we're going to start with you just because uh, you're our special guest from out in uh, the University of PEI Students Union. Uh, introduce yourself and throw us a little elevator speech about your role and um, what, you, what you're doing over at the SU at uh, UPEI.
1: Yes. So um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, my name is Emma Drake, and here at the University of Prince Edward Island, I'm a political science student. Um, At the student union, I I currently hold the position of president, but I've previously worked in um, the external portfolio, uh, academics, as well as social media. So I've I've kind of been in many different areas of the UPEI student union. Um, In terms of my role this year, it's it's an exciting one. I I get to be uh, kind of the, the main spokesperson for the, the student union and get to participate in, in cool events like this. Um, but as well, I get to do research into uh, new and future directions uh, that the organization may take. Um, so we do a number of things over here. You know, we look at... Priorities in terms of issues. Um, for example, um, you know, right now PEI is in an interesting position where we're dealing with a, a housing crisis, and a lot of our students are um, are paying quite a bit for rent each month, as well as they're living with um, numerous roommates or they're having to defer um, attending UPEI because they can't secure anywhere to live. So we deal with, you know, multi-layered issues like that. Um, It's kind of tricky to summarize it in a quick couple of sentences, but we analyze things such as that in our external portfolio. Um, But as well, you know, we look at growing our scope as an organization in terms of how we support our students, um, for example, Um, Next week, we'll be launching our first ever bicycle co-op, which is a slightly bit more positive uh, project than trying to solve a housing crisis, but um, just to give you folks a little bit of an idea of my role, it's kind of anywhere from housing crisis to bicycle co-op and everywhere in between um, in all the best ways because at the end of the day, I I get to work for students and with students and, and get to work on really cool projects.
0: Yeah, I know. It sounds like it. And uh, that is a very interesting crisis, if I could say that. What do you anticipate is going to be the impact on student enrollment, uh, obviously with housing being so difficult around the uh, Charlottetown area?
1: That's a great question. And I know it's one we have been moderating quite a bit, as well as um, staying in close communications with our, our registrar's office who looks over enrollment. Um, as of right now, we're not sure... Um, as we haven't secured any of those uh, numbers. They won't be you know, finalized until around uh, the third or fourth week of September after the final drop date for classes. Right. But as it stands right now, um, we have been hearing anecdotally through um, the registrar's office, as well as particularly the international student office, um, there are many students who have confirmed that they will be attending UPEI um, and they've registered for all of their courses. However, because they cannot secure anywhere to live for this fall, they're deferring until January semester. Um, so we'll see how those numbers roll out. Um, as you know, this is something that has been on our radar for the last, I would say, year and a half now. Um, You know, as an organization, when we were preparing our budget, we certainly anticipated that there wouldn't be a large jump in enrollment, um, as there has been in the last number of years. Um, So we're certainly in a position where we have to be adaptable to either you know a status quo enrollment a drop in enrollment or an increase in enrollment we really aren't sure you know specifically where that will lie but as it stands we think it will you know remain plus or minus the same but certainly not a large increase
0: Uh, just to give our listeners an idea not to put you on the spot Emma but do you have an idea of what your enrollment currently is how many students do you have at the uh, UPEI
1: so currently we have around uh, 4,700 students, okay. 500 of which are grad students. Um, and then the the latter 4,200 are undergrad students. Um, in terms of the the demographics of our student population, it's it's very interesting. and I'd imagine it's it's you know, quite comparable to Athabasca in the sense that it's quite diverse. Um, in terms of our demographics, we have around 50 percent, of our students who come from Prince Edward Island, which has been dropping quite considerably in the last number of years, just due to um, smaller graduating high school classes. uh, Mm. So less people who are enrolling uh, in post-secondary education. So we have 50% Um, as we say, island students, as we are Prince Edward Island. And then we have around 24% out of province students. Um, So, you know, anywhere from Nova Scotia, Alberta, uh, Ontario, various other provinces. And then we have around a 26% international student population from over 80 different countries. Um, And that has been increasing quite steadily over the last four years. Um, It's jumped by a little over a third in the last four years. So our demographics have been changing um, quite a bit. And so too have the, the needs of our student body as they have changed quite a bit. Um, so like in terms of, you know, our organization, we've equally been trying to, um, you know, remain on top of things in terms of ensuring that our services are adequate to the current student student body that we have. Um, and, and that's quite challenging as it, it hasn't been a, I'll say, um you know slow kind of progress or you know evolution it's been quite uh, condensed in the last four years but um, it's it's very interesting though too I mean um, to to be in classes uh, you know with people from 80 different countries you never know right uh, so it, it, yeah, it's, exactly it's, a, it's an interesting concept and it's equally challenging as it is exciting um, because I think it allows for, a diverse student community and a diverse, you know, campus community, um, both in the sense of, I'd say, you know, physically on our campus, but as well the, when we say, you know, the identity of a UPEI student, I would say nowadays that's, that's very hard to pinpoint, which I think is an exciting thing. So. Yeah, um, no doubt.
0: And the other thing too, is, I mean, obviously PEI is such a niche type of culture out there that, you know, that type of uh, culture diversity coming to the university uh, what an experience for those international students. I mean, I love PEI. I've had the opportunity to come out there a couple times, and uh, it is just like a postcard around every corner. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's absolutely beautiful. And Natasha, have you been to PEI?
2: No, I actually haven't been any further east than uh, Quebec. So one and day, one day I'll get there.
0: No doubt. You got to just keep going. Yeah. You're close. What about you, Brando? No,
3: nope, I haven't been out there.
0: Duncan?
4: Oh, yeah. I've been to Prince Edward Island three times.
0: Nice. Okay. Yeah. So you and I are like, we're like old veterans of <laughs> PEI. Suppose.
4: It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's I think, positively oh, drop dead gorgeous.
1: I feel like it's similar to many places in Canada, probably except for BC um, PEI is very nice in July and August. And then the rest of the year it's, it's quite um, the weather is challenging for sure. As you know um, I think the snow is, is not so fun to, to have to deal with Um you know, that'll be another
0: podcast where we can uh, compare notes on terrible weather <laughs> yeah. between PEI and downtown Edmonton. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, thanks for kind of the overview. Uh, obviously, uh, fantastic for us to be able to learn a little bit about what's happening out in PEI and some of the unique challenges that those students are facing out there. Uh, it sounds like you've got some uh, pretty amazing work ahead of you with the rest of your executive team. Um, what we're also wanting to catch today is, uh, we're talking about get out the vote for the federal election and, uh, Emma, you are the national advocacy director for CASA. Uh, talk to us a little bit about, uh, that role, uh, what made you want to get involved with that? And, uh, then we'll, uh, kick it over to Brandon and Natasha and the, and, and, really start to talk a little bit about this initiative, uh, that's going to be getting kicked off this fall.
1: Yeah for sure. Um, I mean it's it's really exciting. Uh, I'm getting excited just thinking about it now uh, as it's you know looming in the next couple of days yeah, no doubt. Um, but in terms of you know how I got uh, involved um, as I' mentioned previously I, I worked in a couple different roles here at the UPEI Student Union um, before this one and I've uh, I've previously organized, um, a municipal get-out-the-vote campaign and a provincial get-out-the-vote campaign. So I've, um, I've had my fair share of experience in, in engaging with post-secondary students and encouraging them to vote. Um, and so I felt like that experience had really lent me the skills to be able to take it to uh, the next level of government, federal. So for the, the federal get-out-the-vote campaign, Um, And I was really excited by, I think, the progress that was made in 2015. There were around 42,000 pledges from post-secondary students across Canada that were collected. And so I was really impressed by that number. Um, And especially because it was the first time um, that CASA, the Canadian Alliance of Student Associations, um, had participated in organizing a a campaign like that. So... um, first of all, I was really impressed by it, but also, um, you know, really wanted to take uh, from that as well as my skills that I had previously uh, acquired through other Get Out the Vote campaigns and kind of combine that together to to help, you know, aid this membership at CASA as well as the folks who are participating in this campaign um, really to take the 2019 Get Out the Vote campaign to uh, the next level, and so um, really from the development of the, um, you know, information gathering and the uh, lessons learned from previous campaigns last year and then taking it to, you know, getting to the organic kind of grassroots um discussion based uh, you know events that we had with our current membership back in May and really developing this campaign from the ground up um, it's been really exciting and so I, I I wanted to be a part of that and I felt like I, I should be a part of that um, and so yeah that's that's kind of where I got to where I am now
0: good for you I mean I think it's an amazing uh, uh, this it's an amazing effort all the students coming together, and maybe I want to open this question up to uh, Natasha, Brandon, and Emma. Uh, really, why do, why do the students across the country want to make this important? Why are students' unions making this important at this time? Brandon, I can start with you, and then maybe we can uh, go over to Natasha and then Emma.
3: Sure. Well, students have always kind uh, of been looked at as people who don't vote. Uh, and if that, if a politician doesn't see student as being interested in voting, it's often their voices aren't as heard and it's not something that they're considered as much in uh, campaigns. And So that's why they kicked off that uh, first get out the vote back in 2015, uh, just to show that, you know, we want to see students, we want to give them the resources for a lot of people who haven't voted before so that they know how to. And so that then we, as we're working with uh, Canadian Alliance student associations, to bring forward student issues to the government, we can go back and say, look, this is how many students got out and voted who came, who we represent, who have actually pledged and said, I'm going to vote. It really helps us uh, to have a little more influence with the government.
0: Okay. And Natasha, over to you Uh, again, same question. Uh, Why are students unions uh, wanting to get involved? Why are we uh, sort of making this important?
2: Uh, well, kind of like what Brandon was saying, um, you know, voter apathy is boring. Um, and students have um, traditionally been looked at as unengaged in the, the process of democracy. Um, so I think that's really important. Um, but I actually wanted to to branch out a little bit and maybe talk about why why we're doing this on behalf of our students. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So we got some responses from... Athabasca University students on our social media about why they're going to be voting in this upcoming election. So I'll just read a few of these off here. and um, These are some of the reasons that I'm, I'm going through all of this uh, work on this campaign um, because I really want to help all these individuals um, realize the potential of their voice in this process. So, So the first one I have here is from Kate Romanov and she says, I will vote because I am a woman and I can vote this is my right. Uh, I've got another one here from Carly uh Topozini who says I will be voting for as long as I can everything important in my life is affected by these choices. Um and I have a final one just for now here from Barbara Race. And I'm sorry if I'm if I'm mispronouncing anyone's name. I'm I'm trying. Um but Barbara says um they want they want to ensure the future of our kids are looked after. So those are just a few reasons that, yeah, yeah. yeah, I really want to help support all of the students that we represent and students across Canada as a whole um, in making sure that their voice is heard. Absolutely. Um,
0: Emma, anything that you wanted
2: to add to that?
1: Well, I think, Natasha, those comments are, are incredible, and I think it summarizes... Um, much better than anything, um, you know, we can come up with anecdotally, because those are, you know, the real answers kind of on the ground um, as to, to, I think, why we're inspired to work on this. Um, But really just, you know, just speak off of that. I think a large part of it is, um, I think, first and foremost, you know, as I'll say, traditionally, as a post-secondary education organization, as well as you know, advocacy organization. Um, it's very important. You know, when we can represent a government. You know, in 2015, 42,000 of our students pledged to vote. You know, coming to the table today, we represent that, um, and it has a lot of say when we are advocating for our students at the federal level um, and representing their priorities and their needs. But I think further to that, you know, when we go beyond. Um, you know, that kind of, I'll say, traditional view as to why CASA or a student union would participate in this type of campaign. Um, I think what I've been telling a lot of people, and it really, I think, speaks to those great comments that Natasha shared, um, you know, when you have the opportunity to vote, it's your opportunity to determine your tomorrow. I think anything that falls under, um, you know, anything that falls under the sun, you know, you can think of, you know pertains to government, which therefore pertains to an election and and the representatives and the leadership that we determine to vote in. Um, so I think you know when we talk to people and you know we say like as Natasha said, apathy is boring because you know it's what people are passionate about. You know if, if folks are passionate about um, you know a particular thing, um, you know it could be. Healthcare it could be education. It could be transportation. Um, you know, we could say to folks, "Great, that's wonderful. That all falls under government, and you have the opportunity to determine, you know, what direction you want to see that take in the future through through your vote." So I think, um, you know, there's kind of two sides to it. I think there's a a bit more of like kind of a uh, on the surface level as you know we we utilize this in our advocacy efforts, but I think further beyond that it's kind of harnessing people's passion for, for whatever they're passionate about and engaging with them and encouraging them to utilize that to vote.
0: Yeah, well said, all three of you. Um, yeah, I think uh, the tone was certainly set in the last election, and uh, there's no question we're wanting to maintain that momentum uh, for undergraduate students across the country. Uh, We also want to speak about graduate students too and uh, we want to welcome Marianne Parker to the podcast and uh, Marianne's the VP External with the Athabasca University Graduate Students Association. How are things going Marianne?
5: They are growing really, really well, thanks for having me.
0: Cool. Um, You know what, describe a little bit about your role at AUGSA and and, uh, why is the Get Out the Vote campaign important to graduate students associations?
5: Why is the Get Out the Vote campaign important for graduate students? The reason is it goes a little bit beyond to what people have already been talking about, and that's the advocacy piece. Yeah. I mean, when you look at graduate students, they tend to be, you know, late 20s, early 30s, and I won't tell you what my age is. Um, we're older. We tend to be voting by now anyway. So I agree. I don't like the fact that we always focus on students not voting because we do. But I think for me, it's that 42,000 number that really spoke volumes, that that when you identify yourself as a student voting and a graduate student voting, then that becomes part of a bigger picture of talking to the government about student issues. If you go and vote as a citizen, that's absolutely fine. But this allows you to become part of a bigger number that says we are here and we have certain issues that we want you to listen to and we are 42,000 plus strong.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for sharing that. Let's talk a little bit about goals that we are looking at setting and uh, Natasha, I might start with you and, and what are some goals that you're hoping to be able to establish through the, uh, the pledges the get out the vote campaign. And then we'll also, uh, we'll maybe go to Emma next and then over to Marianne. And uh, let's just talk a little bit about some of the goals that you're hoping to accomplish uh, throughout the campaign.
2: Yeah, you bet. Um, so at uh, AU, uh, SU here, we have a pledge goal of 2,000 undergraduate students. Um, but we have a second goal, and that is that we would like to see one student from each province and territory um, pledge to vote at least. So we're looking for students in the Yukon. We're looking for students in, in Northwest Territories. Inuba. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, We want people from all over in those remote regions Um, and we also, I want to let everyone know if you haven't already uh, discovered this during our campaign but um, we will be giving away some prizing for those who pledge to vote. You can be entered into a a random contest um, and the winner of that contest will receive one of two grand prizes which is uh, an undergraduate course. I'm really excited about that so I'm really hoping that this will help um, encourage people to put their name down on our, our pledge form and uh, get out to those polls. Duncan, where can they uh, find out more
0: information about this?
4: Anybody listening to my voice right now, if you're in Canada, you can go to getoutthevote.ca, and you can engage with CASA and their campaign, and that's where you pledge to vote. If you want to look at the details of what Natasha was talking about and qualify for the AUSU contest, you can go to our website, ausu.org, and you can find out about the details there. But if I could direct you anywhere, it'd be to getoutthevote.ca, That's where you pledge to vote. That's where you engage with the campaign with Casa. And that's whether you're an Athabasca student, undergraduate or graduate, or any student across Canada.
0: Love it. Natasha, before I leave you and go to Emma, I also just wanted to talk a little bit about how far wide this campaign uh, is going to be reaching. And you kind of talked a little bit about having some goals of reaching all the different corners of the country. Talk to us a little bit about how important that impact is to have full representation across the country.
2: Yeah, it's really important. It shows that we have a, a united front of students that are all working on the same page. We may not be voting for the same parties or um, policies, but um, we all have important issues that we would like to be acknowledged. And uh, more importantly, um, it, it shows how strong our voice is as a collective. Um, but I would, I would be interested to hear about what Emma's thoughts are on um, how far wide-reaching the campaign is, um, especially with how many student unions are involved with it. Because I actually am not 100% sure on that number, so be uh, curious to know, yeah.
1: As of right now, all of our CASA member schools will be um, engaged in the campaign. So, at minimum, um, we will have those schools, which is 23 members. That's how many we are. Um, so, we're 23 members, so at minimum, um, you know, in terms of our scope, we do have that as well as um we're in a unique situation where we have a partnership with the quebec student union and so many of their schools that they represent as well have also signed on um, which I believe is around uh, seven or eight institutions. So we equally have those on board, um, as well as um, any observer school or any school that wanted to buy into the campaign. Um, they were able to, as um, you know, as CASA is a student-run organization and a membership-driven organization. Um, current members did not have to pay anything. As their current fees go towards um, creating and designing campaigns such as this. But if there were other institutions that weren't a part of the organization but still wanted to, um, you know, um, take advantage of this really great campaign, um, they were able to buy into it. So um, we do have quite a few schools that have also um, bought into it beyond just our you know, current membership, as well as our partnership Mm -hmm. with the Quebec Student Union. So in terms of our scope, you know, we're looking at representing hundreds of thousands of post-secondary students across Canada from anywhere on the East Coast to the West Coast, as well as, you know, with a school like Athabasca with having representation, um, you know, not just in the provinces, but as well the territories. Uh, the, The scope of the campaign is, is quite immense, um, which is really cool. I mean, like, it's just like, it's so neat to think, you know, across all these different time zones, which oftentimes, you know, in the student union world, we curse because they're annoying to have to deal with. But when you could say, you know, we represent and are working together with all these, you know, different students from across all these different areas. um, It's very powerful. Um, And to be working on, you know, such a collective effort is very, very cool. But yeah, I think it, I think it's going to be cool. And in terms of the UPEI perspective, um, we are a smaller institution when compared to uh, a lot of the schools who have signed on to the, the Get Out the Vote campaign. As mentioned before, we have around 4,700 students. Um, in the previous campaign, we had around 1,200 pledges. Our goal for this campaign is to have around 2,500. Um, so it'd be a little bit you know, more than half of our student population, which um, we're hoping to achieve and I think we will. Um, But yeah, I think, you know, and again, going back to the scope of this campaign, when you buzz from coast to coast to coast to coast about this one campaign, the engagement and the excitement and the recognition around it just grows immensely. So uh, I'm a firm believer that each of our institutions are gonna break our records from the previous year, just because the buzz is going to be so big and so exciting uh, across Canada.
0: Yeah, and what I love too is the consolidated voice, uh, the fact that everybody's kind of coming in and, and having a similar type of uh, campaign and a similar type of uh, communication across the country. I think it's phenomenal. Uh, Marianne from AUGSA, what things are you guys working on?
5: Well, actually, we're working on the main overarching goal of connecting our students with something that's beyond um, where their particular residence is, May be located. We are a distributed learning environment meaning that we're mo- mainly delivering courses by mode of distance or online. So it's actually hard to have a, you know, a physical we don't have a physical building to connect everyone. And so this is an amazing campaign to sort of work that connection piece around. It's also really nice that we have something to that 42,000 that we've talked about is again, something that really struck me because as graduate students and ones in distributed learning environments, we're all over the mark. We have different life stages. Um, we all have different things that we're dealing with, but when we come together and we actually come behind somewhat something, we can actually say, look, there's, there's a lot of us. This is what we're like and we need to be heard. So it's a connection piece.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The next thing I was going to throw out there, and I'm kind of hoping that everybody can just chime in and, uh, Uh, It's really just looking at some of the unique initiatives that are coming out of CASA. When you guys are all sitting around as student leaders, uh, what stands out to you as being uh, either something that you're that might be really excited about or a challenge or? or anything that comes up at the table, and I want to sort of bring in uh, Natasha and Brandon speaking on behalf of AUSU, and then uh, Emma and Marianne afterwards, but uh, when you guys are all sitting around a bunch of student leaders, what what comes to your mind? What are the things that you want to focus on that, that might just stand out for this uh, particular Get Out the Vote campaign?
2: Um, so for me personally, um, I think Indigenous issues are one of my biggest concerns. Um, I'm an Indigenous individual. I'm Métis and um, I've worked with a lot of Indigenous communities and individuals uh, in my life, and so uh, I really would like to um, help progress some of the policy that will support those communities and individuals. Um, another big concern in my mind is climate change. So. Um, The city of Edmonton actually just recently declared a climate emergency following um, several other Canadian cities. So this is those are two big topics for me that I think are really important uh, in this upcoming election. Um,
3: It's the biggest topic, I guess, coming out of the campaign itself is just to vote (laughs) Um, because it's really a nonpartisan. Um, campaign. It's focused on just encouraging people to get out and vote and exercise their democratic right. Uh, everyone's going to have different, unique uh, characteristics that are important to them in the election. But the campaign will then allow CASA to be able to continue to advocate for students. I know some of the issues that have been talked about in the past that we've taken to government is looking at student financial aid. Um, something that for AUSU that we bring to CASA is always the the need of mature learners or part-time learners, because those are areas where there hasn't been a lot of investments made uh, for students.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Emma, any last thoughts on uh, on some of the work that's gonna be happening over the next uh, few weeks?
1: Yeah, so I, I actually went back and I looked into a, a question that was asked earlier, we were asking how many student unions were participating in the campaign across Canada. There's 36 in total. So I just wanted to make sure that folks were, were aware of that number. I couldn't remember it off the top of my head, but double checked and, and confirmed that. Um, but some things that you know I'm you know looking forward to in terms of the the campaign as well as the election. I think something you know that ties into this discussion about um, you know, encouraging students to vote. um, and encouraging people to be involved in, um, you know, the different events and and things that are going on. Um, I think it falls back to, you know, voter accessibility now, whether that is physically uh, accessible or accessibility to information. How does a voter, you know, demystifying that voter process. So one thing that I'm really excited about is both the the work that Casa has been doing with Elections Canada to demystify the voter process with, you know, providing information on the getoutthevote.ca website about, you know, how do I vote? So you can look at anything from like, what do I need to vote? How do I register to vote? Um, You know, how are the millions of ways that I can identify um, my identity and address um, in things like this? So I think the first part in the accessibility lens is like the access to information um, that we are pushing to be very clear, very digestible, um, because, you know, for some students, it could be their first time voting, um, or it could be, you know, their third or fourth Time voting, you know, as we do have, um, you know, diverse age ranges from, you know, 18 to 82. Really, I know at least at UPEI, we recently had a grad who was 82, so I use that as an example. But, you know, providing information um, simply just on the process to break down that barrier um, and encourage students to vote that way is we're simplifying it demystifying it and providing it in, in digestible terms. So accessibility on the information side, um, but as well, and I'll speak from a bias to the, the UPEI um, perspective, you know, to have voting on campus is, is a, a huge, huge win. Yeah, um, absolutely. That students have gotten for this election. You know, the fact that you're a student and you can vote from anywhere in Canada at these special campus voting um, areas I, I think that's incredible like never have we had a more I'll say you know within the terms of opportunities of vote, uh, an accessible voting you know location as well as time frame uh, as we do now and I think there's been a lot of progress um, you know as well when we talk about accessibility in terms of where are voting stations being set up what is the building like um, you know is there uh, ex- are there accessible options so i think kind of the development in the voting process from an accessibility lens has been something i'm really excited about and particularly from that student perspective you know access to information access to the voting points it, it just yeah it's really exciting um, and it's something that i think is going to be Uh, a big factor for students because um, when we do make voting accessible, um, you automatically are going to boost the amount of people who are going to be able to vote or who are willing to vote because it'll be very simple and it'll be very easy for people. Um, And that's exciting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Marianne, I want to come back to you as well. And uh, any last thoughts on the campaign uh, specifically coming from uh, an OXA perspective?
5: Well, again, I really appreciate the opportunity as, uh, as, a, as a institution that doesn't have an actual physical campus to be able to do something that is so online focused and to be part of something that's beyond ourselves. And again, it's the advocacy piece. It's taking these diverse backgrounds, and just as Emma's finished saying, just bringing them all together in a way that we're we're providing a voice that needs to be heard. So I I really appreciate the efforts of CASA uh, in in bringing that in providing the method in which we can bring everybody together. It's um it's a solid campaign. I'm really excited about it.
0: Um Duncan, before we leave this topic, I also Mm -hmm. uh, knowing how many of these campaigns that uh, you and I have experienced, and you certainly more than I. Um, anything unique about this fall that might be, shall I say, unique?
4: Yeah. I mean, ultimately, it's going to be a close election. I don't want to get too deep into the politics of it, but Canadians have not figured out who they're going to vote for. It it would be a... We would have a fun time trying to speculate on what's going to happen. Because we don't know what's going to happen, I do know one thing. I know that students are going to be the ones who make the final decision. There's going to be enough students across Canada who are going to determine what the outcome of this election is going to be. And that's super exciting to work on, super exciting to get people out. Too often you hear why people don't vote is they say, well, I don't think my vote matters. Without a word of a lie, I can tell you this time it does. Your vote is going to count. It's going to be a small number of Canadians who ultimately decide who's going to become Prime Minister of Canada and what government and what they're going to do with that power. It's really exciting to be a part of it and to show and to tell students your voice is going to matter. So there's no excuse. So next up, we're gonna actually listen in on uh,
0: some student feedback that we've been getting. Natasha, you've done an amazing job of going out uh, as you've been traveling around and talking to students, uh, whether it's at conferences or different work that you're doing as the VP External here at AUSU, and you've managed to capture some sound bites. So let's hear from students, and the question is essentially, why are you voting? Why is this important? So let's listen in. Um,
6: My name is Eleanor Vannon. I'm a political science student and the reason I'm voting is because as someone who identifies as being a woman, I know how hard it was to get the vote and that I didn't always have that right and I feel a lot of responsibility for maintaining a healthy democracy for girls in the future.
1: My name is Fiat Melissa and uh I will vote in this election because I want to have a voice in the laws and policies that shape my life as a youth,
2: as a student and as a person in Canada.
3: I'm Malcolm McLaren and I'm voting in this election because I'm sick and tired of students being apathetic and not standing up for what they believe in. I feel that my voice is important and that I should have a right to say, and vote for who I believe in.
1: G and why I'm going to vote, well, why not?
3: Hello, everybody. My name is Mohammed. I'm the president of the Graduate Student Association at the University of Calgary. I believe that democracy is so important for everyone I think, because I think that this is the most important way and the best way to involve all the citizens in the government, and this is a, it's not ideal, but it is the best way to me. Thank you. My name is Garrett Kohler, and I am voting in this election because I believe that our Millennial Vote Block has the power to change Canada for the good, and I'm excited to be part of that movement. So my name is Adam Brown. Um, I'm voting because I think there's a lot of um, change that needs to happen in, in Canada's near future, but also a more distant future. But I think we're, we're hitting a really interesting time in the world where there's a lot of change happening, and it's it's got to be, I think, because of young people primarily that this change can go forward when we talk about things like sustainability or economic development or, uh, you know, access to education. like These are all really important issues that I think are really starting to change uh, in the world, and I need, I think, you know, people our age, uh, uh, we need to be part of this conversation.
0: Mina? Uh- Why is democracy important to you, Uh, because you can make a real change in life?
2: Uh, Basim, why democracy is important to me, because you don't really uh, feel how important and
3: how influential you can be uh, until you actually lose that privilege of having that your vote counts, so you should make use of your vote.
1: Hi, my name's
5: Lindsay, and I wanted to say that I'm voting because
1: I support mental health initiatives, and I think it's an important way to bring attention to that.
2: Hi, my name's Akanksha, and I'm going to be voting in the federal election because I truly believe that my vote does matter. My
5: name's Hannah, and I'm voting because I'm worried about climate change.
2: My name's Adarsh
3: and I'm voting because I've never voted in a federal election and I'm really excited to exercise my rights. My name is Chris and I'm voting because there are so many problems that we need to solve.
6: Paula Serpa, why is democracy important to me? Democracy is a way to bring equality to a more normal um, standard. Uh, in my country, Mexico, democracy is done in a very poorly way and I can see the differences between the rich and the poor. However, here in Canada, when it was the first election that I voted, I felt very encouraged and very happy to vote because I saw that democracy here in Canada is very well done. I can see that the resources are very well used um, in the terms of where they need to be, how they need to be done, and I believe that the I believe that using democracy and using your right to vote and using your your privilege to vote because there are countries that they are not even able to vote. It is the best way for you to get the places that you want to go and help your dreams come true.
4: Um Ryan Morstad and I am going to vote to make sure my voice is heard and that I can make a difference.
7: Okay, my name is David Aiken. I'm the MLA for Edmonton Northwest, with the official opposition of Alberta, the Alberta New Democrats.
2: And why is democracy important to you?
7: Well, I think democracy is important to me, just like it is to all citizens of uh, the province and Canada as well. Um, People have to remind themselves that their ballot is perhaps one of the most valuable things that they have as a uh, citizen, as a voting citizen of uh, our province and our country. Uh, we know that literally almost all the services that we require for ourselves and our families are delivered, for example, through the provincial government for education for our kids, health care for ourselves and our family and loved ones, and uh, so forth, and so all those just as two examples of something that is perhaps one of the most valuable things we have as a citizen, and then one of the most valuable things we have as a community as well. And the degree to which we participate in democracy is a large degree to how we strengthen our community and the things that we own together uh, as a community, and thus we are all stronger for it. So yeah, democracy is uh, not just something on a piece of paper. It's something that can be alive, and it can be something that um, will help to uh, make life better for ourselves, our families, and our community.
0: Those are some truly amazing uh, clips that you were able to capture. Basically, what we're finding is that there is a bit of a theme. And I mean, there's a, there's an overwhelming um, message that is being sent from students across the country. Natasha, provide us with some thoughts around what those themes were and what you were hearing from everybody outside of what we just listened to.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, one of the biggest themes that I hear is um, that it is um, the responsibility of the individual to, to vote. Um, and that can be in the context of women and feminism, um, in the way that uh, wi- women in Canada have only been able to vote for, I think it's been 103 years, which I guess sounds like a long time. But when you consider that democracy was developed uh, around 2,500 years ago, it really isn't that long. Um, and this is our forty third election coming up uh, in Canada. So uh, you know, it's it's we're really a baby nation. Um, so yeah, no, there's there's a lot of civic uh, duty there. Uh, another theme that I heard that kind of ties into that the whole idea of Canada being sort of a younger country is uh, we can really shape the future. Um, we can really. Uh, find, find the leaders that, that we feel will make the decisions that we need to best represent ourselves. Um, Those are, yeah, a couple of the themes that I picked up on.
0: Yeah. Thanks for that, Natasha. And uh, yeah, good job pulling all that information together. It's uh, I I love hearing the student voice. Uh, Next question I've got is I I kind of want to tap into you guys as individuals. And I know uh, you guys represent students uh, and hundreds of thousands of them across the country. Um, but specifically, um, why are you voting? And, um, you know, it's sort of from your individual, uh, unique experience and perspective and, um, you know, Natasha, why don't I start with you and then, uh, we'll just go around the virtual table and, uh, maybe go to Emma and then to Brandon and then Marianne at the end.
2: Sounds good. Um, so let's see why, why am I voting in this election? Um, I've given this answer probably for the whole year uh, because we've been talking about this at CASA for a long time. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, My answer is equity. I really, really want to see more equity in the country and by extension the world. I think Canada is um, a really great role model in the world. And I think we can do more to um, create a better image for ourselves and to... um, kind of lend more uh, opportunity and uh, accessibility to all citizens of our country.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Emma, go ahead next.
2: Yeah,
1: I am. I'm certainly a a biased person when it comes to this, as I am a political science student. So um, elections are essentially my bread and butter. Um, But I think, you know, for myself, Um, my first time voting was actually recently, um, PEI was, um, having their provincial election back in April. So it was the first time I ever got to vote and it was so, so, so exciting. Um, we even had a referendum question, so it was double the fun, but I think it's such an exhilarating feeling to know you get to determine, who is representing you, um, and, and what your priorities are, you know, being pushed forward, and um, yeah, for sure, you know, the, the fact that we can determine that just with you know a little piece of paper, um, and it takes you know less time than the wait time in a Tim's drive-through, you know, the fact that we get to determine that in such a simple time frame, um, and, and really uh, like. Oh, it's so cool! I just I'm very awestruck by the process, um, and again, it's because I am a political science student, but also, you know, as a human being, as a as a citizen in Canada, to be able to determine our leadership, and to determine, you know, what decisions are being made today that will impact our tomorrow. Uh, I think is so exciting. So uh, I think, and no, not I think. I know that's why I'm voting, and I'm and I'm really looking forward to it.
0: And I love how a referendum adds double the fun
1: that's the best oh always always
3: yeah and uh brandon uh it's it's really important uh whatever gets decided in this election is going to significantly impact canada over the next four years so it's nice to be able to have that opportunity that nobody can tell me who to vote for what policies or what priorities need to be important to me i get to go and look at what each of the parties are saying listen to the leaders and then exercise my right to vote and Make the decision that I feel is in the best interest for myself and for Canada and for my family. So it's an exciting time and great to be able to have that opportunity. We're very fortunate to be able to have that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I find the whole voting process very empowering. And I know it's, you know, literally a piece of paper. And sometimes you probably stand in line longer than you are going to be actually behind the the little wall. But um, I find it hugely empowering. And uh, yeah, once you do it once, um, voting actually is something that you can get hooked on. I'm going to throw this over to Marianne. And uh, so, you know, obviously throw us your thoughts, Marianne, and then I'm going to go over to Duncan as well and get his thoughts.
5: Okay, why do I vote? Uh, I've been voting since I was 18. That's 30 years. I vote because I am a woman. And there are people all over the world that are fighting to vote. I vote because it's my one little piece of paper that is mine and mine alone and the, the decision that I make is for me and my issues and my values it's a form of independence. It's a form of freedom. It's a form of, I I, I don't even see it like a duty. I just see it like something that I am, I just feel so honored to be able to do. So it, um, it is, you walk up to the the ballot box, you have this, this piece of paper and you get to make a mark on it. And it's the most powerful thing that you can do. And, and, and that's why I vote always have done. That was an awesome answer.
4: (laughs) All right.
0: Yeah. Thanks Mary. And, And also well said, uh, um, Duncan, why do you vote?
4: You know, when I think of democracy, I think it's the kind of system of government that doesn't work if people aren't willing to get engaged and participate. And so, so for me, it's it's all those reasons that everybody's already articulated. But as well, I want democracy to work, and that means I gotta I gotta do my part, and that means participating. That means yeah, that's being right. Being informed, that means understanding, and that means expressing my views, and it that definitely means casting a vote.
0: It worked for Game of Thrones. Um, after everything <laughs> was said and done. At the end of the day.
2: Well, I have one more um, response from a student for this question, too. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So um, so this one's from Instagram. Um, the users are motayka underscore runner. Um, I will vote this year. Why? For change, growth, stability, and freedom. I will vote to have a say in the leadership that leads Canada. We need stronger unions and a larger middle class in Canada. And now is the time for change. Every voter has the same opportunity to make a difference. How else will our children learn how to be the change they want to see happen?
0: I look forward to hearing uh, the student voice throughout the next few weeks here. I think it's going to be a a very powerful movement. It's one that student unions and students associations across the country can 100% get on board with. And if we didn't learn what impact the student voice was going to have uh, a number of years ago, uh, I think that momentum is going to be seen again. So uh, great job, all of you, for, for the work that you guys are doing, not in with CASA, but with your individual student unions uh, across the country. What a great way to finish off the podcast. As we wrap up, once again, uh, props to Duncan for actually figuring out how to get six people on this podcast all at one time. And uh, yet there's only three of us in the room. So uh, th- that was quite impressive. So props to you.
2: Typical of a U. <laughs> Slam
0: dunk. And um, Emma, thanks for joining us from out east.
1: Well, thank you so much for the invite. Um, This has been awesome. I I love getting to to discuss with folks and and podcasts are fun as it's, you know, the casual conversation about really cool topics such as get out the vote and you get to learn about a lot of really cool perspectives. So thank you so much.
0: And Emma also share with us, where can students vote?
1: Oh my goodness. Where can students vote? Um, Okay. So across Canada, there are going to be over 110 on-campus voting locations. Um, But considering that Athabasca is an online institution, um, what may be a bit better for uh, in terms of advice as to where students can vote um, would be uh, with elections canada online you can look in terms of your location and where the official voting locations are um, as they are the the official organization that oversees all of our elections Um, they would have that information and um, as well with their voting locations they are strategically placed in in places where there are um, larger populations or central kind of community areas, but as well, um, you know, in rural areas as well in community centers out there. So, um, Elections Canada would have access to that information.
2: But if you're a visiting AU student, then, um, to Emma's point, um, definitely check out and see if you have a voting station on your campus. Cause that might be the easiest way to go.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thanks a lot. It was obviously, uh, I feel like I'm talking to, uh, you know, across the country, like I need to shout or something like that to Emma, but uh, you feel so far away. We've actually got a number of students uh, and specifically AU students that are out in PEI. And so a big shout out to uh, all the AU students that are like, we've got a handful in Summerside. We've got about four or five in Kensington, uh, Suris, (laughs) Wellington, Wellington. three or so in Richmond and another handful over in York. And I'm only just uh, throwing out some, uh, some of the ones that I know off top of my head. So, just know that AU is represented out in PEI, too.
2: That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. I, I love that.
0: No, I don't know love where it. any of those places are. They're <laughs> they're probably within a stone's throw of each Emma other.
2: Knows.
1: Yeah. Some of them are very rural. Some of them are a bit urban, but some of them are very, very rural, which is really cool. Very diverse uh, student body.
0: Absolutely. Uh, and just goes to show that AU students come from everywhere. So, anyways.
3: Well fact on that in the 2015 get out the vote campaign we had students from every province pledge to vote the only place we were missing was the, the territories so that's why we put that as a goal this year is we want to make sure we cover Canada because we know we've got students all across Canada so yeah that's if right you're listening in the territories <laughs> make sure you help us get our reach our goal and come out and pledge
0: absolutely and on that note everybody say see you later
2: See you, later. See you
0: later. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, this has been another episode of the AUSU Open Mic Podcast. And uh, uh, good luck with all of your efforts. Uh, it's going to be amazing fall for the Get Out the Vote campaign. And hey, get out and vote.
2: Get out the vote. Get out the vote.
0: Have a good one, everybody.
2: Bye.